Antifa goes crazy attacking kids, women, and old people at the DC March, and I got my reporter that was on the ground we're going to interview. But before we get into that interview, we need to go through this Sydney Powell massive bombshell that could overturn the entire election. So we're going to go through that first, then we're going to go to the interview. So Trump's lawyer, Sidney Powell, says we're getting ready to overturn the election results in multiple states. Now, before we get into this big, massive bombshell, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on new video every single day, and send this video to your Republican friends so this way we can keep them updated on what's going on. So former, <clears throat> former federal prosecutor Sidney Powell, a Trump campaign lawyer, suggested in a Sunday interview that there's still more evidence coming out in President Donald Trump's claims of voter for it and irregularities. She said, we're getting ready to overturn the election in multiple states. Powell said, saying that she had enough evidence of election fraud to launch a widespread com- criminal investigation. I don't make comments about having the evidence to, without having the evidence to back it up, she added, saying the election software switched millions of votes from Donald Trump to the Democratic nominee, Joe Biden. Uh, Powell uh, notably uh, provided legal counsel to General Flynn in 2019. She was named Trump's legal team. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, Powell said the whistleblower came forward and said the election software was designed to rig elections, saying that uh, he saw it happen in other countries, referring to the voting system, Dominion voting uh, systems, and Smartmatic, or perhaps other softwares and voting machines. She said, we have so much evidence, I feel like it's coming out like a fire hose, Powell said, noting... Uh, that, that she won't reveal the evidence that she has. They can stick a thumb drive in the voting machine. They can upload software to, uh, to it even from the internet, from German or Venezuela even. She said, adding that the operation can watch votes in real time. It can shift votes in real time. Or alleged bad actors can remove access, uh, remotely access anything. So all the Democrats are always saying, oh, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Oh, where's the evidence of voter fraud? It's like we're, we're building the case. Uh, the, the Trump people are building the case. They have a lot. They, they don't want to prematurely tell you what's going on because that's not what you do. You build your case and you just drop it like a massive bombshell. And, uh, you know, we are getting little bits here and there. But then once it goes to Giuliani and the lawyers, you know, they'll take it. They'll, they'll get the, everything that's going on and they'll only like piece out like 5% of what they have. They'll give us little hints on what they're, go- what they're doing. This is what we got going on. Listen, hey, hey, we got the evidence. <laughs> Don't you worry. So uh, let's see. We've identified mathematical and exact algorithms they've used and plan to use it from the beginning. That alleged switch votes from Biden. Uh, Powell remarked. Powell, okay, then they're just describing. We have concerns of, of about the spread and the effect of private equity investment in many sectors of the economy, including the election technology industry, an integral part of the nation's democracy process. Wrote the lawyer, the lawmakers, in the letter to the firms about a year ago. These problems threaten the integrity of our election and demonstrate the importance of the elections that are strong, durable, and uh, not vulnerable to attack. Uh, later in Sunday morning, Powell said that her team has detected voting irregularities that are inexplicable in states where officials believe they have valid systems. During the election, Republicans in the House were able to flip at least 11 seats while the GOP is poised to maintain control of the Senate. Some conservatives have questioned how such a voting pattern is possible for Biden to win the presidential election, let alone receive more votes than any other presidential candidate in American history, including President Barack Obama's uh, victory in, 20, in 2008. Uh, companies respond. The Department of Homeland Security Cyber Agency ensued a statement on Thursday calling the 2020 election the most secure in American history. 
<laughs> Despite multiple legal challenges, alleged in the area of, of alleged voting irregularities across numerous ba- battlegrounds, that, that's, a, that's the most secure in American history. I can only imagine then how bad the previous elections were. Jeez. The November 3rd election was the most secure in American history. Right now, across the nation, election officials are reviewing and double-checking the entire election process prior to finalizing the results. Read the statement access to okay, the cybersecurity infrastructure. Smartmatic is a voting in a statement uh, on Saturday said that it has no ties with Dominion voting software. Powell suggests that Smartmatic is operated by Dominion in the interview. Dominion over the past several weeks have repeatedly denied its systems were compromised in some way. In the aftermath of the 2020 general election, there has been a great deal of misinformation being circulated about uh, Smartmatic and other companies that provide election technologies to voting jurisdictions in the U.S. We would like to dispel these incorrect statements with facts. The firm wrote, adding that, uh, it has never owned any shares or had any financial stake in Dominion voting software. Dominion also refuted allegations that the machine changes votes from Trump to Biden. Obviously, they're going to deny, deny, deny. But we'll see how this plays out. We'll see what the whistleblowers have. We'll see if they have any damning evidence. And let's hope, let's stay positive that this election goes to the rightful winner of Donald J. Trump. All right, so joining me right now is one of my reporters, James, and we actually sent him on the ground to report at the uh, the D.C. March. Now, James, tell me tell me how it went. Give me overall talk about it. Overall, it was great. It was a great day. There was, like, a ton of people out there, like, more than I expected. Uh, like, I know that ahead of the event, um, Eventbrite had, like, canceled the event and emailed everyone and, and told them, that the event was canceled. So I wasn't sure like if a bunch of people were going to show up or not. And like, I got some footage there, like walking down, I think Pennsylvania Avenue or something. And it's just like endless, like as far as the eye can see Trump flags and Trump hats. Um, now, so yeah, how, long, how long did it take for Antifa to start showing up? You know, it was so weird. There was like, in the beginning of the day, there was like no Antifa there. I think like, um, I didn't see any like at all. And like, even on the sides, like we were in like the middle of the road and it was like, there was like gates on both sides as we're walking down the street. Yeah. And like, even the people outside the gates, like watching it, like spectators, they were like a mix of like regular people and Trump supporters. And I didn't see like any Antifa like the whole way. Like, and I kept looking for them too. I kept like thinking like, they've got to be here somewhere. The only time I, I didn't see them, but I heard that they were around was, when um sebastian i was gonna uh, say you sent me footage of it looked like antifa was um behind a bunch of police yeah that so that was actually after the speeches so we went up we heard some people speak from the trump campaign and like apparently off to the side there was some antifa and i saw some guys walking back um with some blood on their face um and i think the police like basically handled that situation it happened like real quick it was i didn't see it it was off in the distance and then walking back oh, back down the street away from the speeches, um, there was like a half a dozen, like just a few Antifa people. So they were starting to come as the sun was slowly starting to set. Like during the day, I didn't see them at all. Um, and then after after the speeches were done and, and like, you know, people were headed back or like getting lunch and stuff, that's when I started seeing them. Um, and the police were like in between them and the Trump supporters. Because I noticed a lot of videos. There was a lot of. I don't even want to play the videos online because they're too disturbing. 
of literally Antifa just running up behind old people, punching them in the face, harassing families as they were leaving their hotels, either at night or what looked like uh, as the as the, you know as the sun was starting to set, and even they were yeah. harassing one uh, black family, a black Trump supporting family, and they were harassing them so much where one of the kids got totally pummeled by a dude. Yeah. These yeah, and that family, I I had even I was standing next to at one point when listening to the speeches, like I, uh, that same family. And so they were there like all day um, with their kids. And they, I think like another family had their kids in like a wagon. There was a lot of kids there, um, like whole families there. And uh, um, I didn't have a chance to speak to them. But yeah, as like you're saying, as the sun was coming down, um, it was like all it was like all these surprise attacks on basically women and children. Yeah, these these are these are these Antifa people. They're sick, twisted individuals, and what, obviously, I was trying to avoid going on Twitter while all this was going on because you know the left wing check marks. I'm just waiting for them to blame Trump supporters and the Proud Boys for what was going on there. Meanwhile, Antifa was literally there with signs that said "Punch a MAGA March." They literally had their event was punch a MAGA march. And for some twisted reason in some alternative reality, the Democrats think that it was the Trump supporters that went there to start the problems and start the fights. When they show up in masks, in black, literally signs saying, we're here to punch you. Like It can't get any more clear to the Democrats. Like your, Your people show up with signs saying we're here to punch you and you're still defending them. Well, actually, Joey, I think that's the point. Like, I think that's the point. Like, that's why the media is not critical of Antifa or doesn't even cover it at all. The whole point is to instigate violence against them so they can get that one clip of a proud boy punching uh, an Antifa person. Say, look, look, they're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. But really, I think we all it's very clear if you have eyeballs and you look around who the bad guys really are like what's happening yeah i mean at the end because of the day these guys and it was funny to hear them speak too they're like you know i was just at home uh eating my dinner and people said i started getting messages that innocent families were being attacked <laughs> so like i stopped in the middle of my dinner and went down there and, and like took care of it you know um and yeah, that's, I, that, I think that was that's a proud a lot of people... said that yeah, I was going to say, I think that's how a lot of people feel. You know, you're watching the videos of Antifa attacking kids, attacking old people from behind. They never do it when they're in a crowd. They always figure out a way to to corner them while there's like 50 Antifa people and then like, you know, a, a, a kid and her mom or an old couple. And they always find a way to corner them, intimidate them, get in their face, and then just start wailing on them from behind. It's always from behind and when they're alone. And yeah, you see this stuff, and it's so inf- it's so frustrating. Where you're like, I want to be down there, and I want to knock these people's teeth out. That's what I think to myself. I even texted you that last night. <laughs> I'm like, I want to well, beat the shit out of these people. It got me angry, and and like, of course, I was being a neutral party, just you know, getting footage and stuff to see what was going on. But when I see women and children being attacked, I mean, I I had to remove myself. That's why I, I wasn't there because I knew. If I saw that in person, I, I don't think I could just like stand by and watch that. I'd be pretty infuriated. And, and even watching the videos gets you know my blood boiling. Yeah, and then but, you uh, yeah, will be the bad that's guy. That's exactly right. What they do is they they prey on the weak and they they pick on the weak, uh, like well not the weak but just vulnerable. They pick on the vulnerable and they um, launch these surprise attacks. And once they're confronted face on. Uh, you know, you'll see them in some videos like hiding behind the police yeah. away from the Proud Boys. It's like, OK, why don't you pick on someone on your own side? Like, why are you going after the vulnerable? You know, and it's just it gets me it gets me angry. 
hey, let, let's fucking, let's, <laughs> let's make this how it was back in the day. You line up your side, we'll line up our side. <laughs> let's just go at it. Let's end it right here, right now. They're always well, trying to pl- play these games. That's the funny part, too, is, like, the Proud Boys are just there in, like, their T-shirts and jeans. And, like, Antifa is, like, a full-blown militia. Yeah. They got, like, riot gear. Like, they had, they were more well-equipped than the police that were there, yeah. than the D.C. police. The Antifa was more well-equipped than the D.C. police. And I have to, and I spoke to some um, police officers while it was happening too, and uh, they were telling me that like they, the Antifa lo- uh, lit a trash can on fire and like threw it down a hill towards Trump supporters. Oh my god! It was just like I didn't see that, but that's what the police were telling me. So I, you know, I trust them as a source. And um, but it's so hard to tell because it seems like in D.C. the police aren't re- they don't really get involved. Like they're not really like they kind of just let this happen. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. So I mean, we noticed the same thing happen in Berkeley when when I, when I went undercover as Antifa, and they're doing the same thing. They lit a whole dumpster on fire. They were singling people and attacking people. When I was undercover, I ended up breaking my cover because they were beating this old dude in front of me. So I ended yeah. up pulling the Antifa people off of him, even though I was undercover and to get him out. And you know it, these. You know, it, it's one thing to be in Antifa. If you're in Antifa, they know. They know they're in Antifa to start trouble. They know they're terrorists. You know, you, they, they, they believe in their mind that, you know, they're doing this for justice and they end justifying the means because Trump is a fascist. But at the end of the day, they're joining an organization to specifically go places to uh, attack innocent people and provoke them. But then you have mm-hmm. what pick, pisses me off even more is the Democrat voters, the leftist check marks on Twitter, the influencers, the celebrity types that are out there. And all they're talking about is, oh, look at the Proud Boys. They started problems there. Oh, look at the disgusting march in D.C. This is why it gets violent. That march was 100 percent peaceful. Family, friends, um, old people, kids, babies, everything. Every, people went there. It was red, white, and blue. You look at the photos from above, red, white, and blue. You go over to the Antifa side, they're all in masks. They're in freaking riot gear. They got gas masks on because they throw uh, whatever they throw that and it explodes and, and has smoke. And these, these are people there to destroy and disturb the peace. And these Democrat voters, these Democrats on the Internet, they lack some cognitive function, some ability in their brain to critically think and and I determine where the problem is. I mean, obviously, the media and the the trending headlines are complicit in in that brainwashing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'd say I'd hold the media responsible. I mean, because when you talk to people who are more neutral, like I did yesterday, about what was going on, and uh, people who saw it in person, who just knew like what was going on, and people who didn't and relied on um, social media and headlines, they have no idea. They don't even know what Antifa is. Like, they have no idea what's going on. All they see is I think I'm, I lost white supremacists uh, attack um, counter protesters, and they refer to Antifa as counter protesters, but yeah. they aren't counter protesters. They're 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 strapped in riot gear, yeah. and it like blows my mind they can get away with 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 that headline, yeah. but they do, and people believe it. Even that one comedian on Twitter, uh, I guess the day before the rally, she posted up saying. Let them do their MAGA march. They lost. We already won. Do not show up there to counter-protest. That's what she was saying. Because she knew exactly that what was going to happen. She knew her side will come to counter-protest and it will turn into a riot. Yeah. Now. Well, I mean, I just think it's interesting everywhere they show up, a riot soon follows. Yeah. 
<laughs> right and and you know what tells you everything you need to know yeah and you know what right? when when i originally went undercover at the blm riots uh, a lot of the a lot of the what people were saying oh the reason why there's riots breaking out is because when you have a lot of people in a, in a specific group you know violence is gonna break out that's what they said that was kind of one of the narratives to um as why there's there's rioting and looting. It's just because there's a bunch of people. Looting's gonna occur. That's what their 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 narrative was. But when you see any any Trump rally, you've been to them. You know, I've been to them. Any Trump rally, there's more people there. Oh, now, one let, me let me tell you something about about that because I I talked to some business owners because I wanted to see like how does this compare to other events that take place in D.C. And uh, and across the board, it was what well, we love the Trump supporters. Every restaurant and business I went into, the tip jar was filled to the brim. Yep. And like that doesn't happen in others. In other. Uh, oh, yeah. I bet you they love the Trump because when we were in Beverly Hills, you know, we it's bringing more people into the town and then they go and eat. Every time I went to Beverly Hills for a and rally, I went for what they get from. the stores. Yeah, they pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> they come, they sit down, they're respectful, they eat, they leave, leave a tip and then they're out. Antifa, they'll throw a chair through the window, loot the register, and then they're out. <laughs> it's a difference. Slight but, difference there. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you experience that, or you want to you want to say? Yeah. Well, I'll just say, uh, you know, I couldn't believe the diversity of thought, like the different types of people that were there. I I ran into um, a hardcore socialist, a hardcore Bernie Sanders supporter socialist, who was there right he's um was writing a book and uh interviewing quite a lot of people and he was telling me how much she was hoping trump would win this because um he does see trump as anti-establishment even though policy-wise he disagrees with trump on a lot of things so i saw everything from republican independent libertarian socialist all these people coming together who are like seriously concerned about election fraud and like whether or not we're ever going to have a fair election again after this I thought that was really interesting. That is really nice. That is really interesting because I guess, you know, I understand people who have different ideas of thought and different ways of running things. But I think the one thing that we should all agree on is that Trump is anti-establishment. You know, the entire establishment system is out to get Trump. And like you were saying, that Bernie supporting socialist, he realized the corruption in his own party and how they stole the election Two times from Bernie Sanders. Yeah. What makes you think they won't steal an election from Trump? <laughs> Obviously, there are a lot of Bernie bros that don't understand that and can't comprehend that. But it seems like at least the one you were talking to, maybe there's a bunch of others, too, that were there. They were able to understand. Yeah, they understand it. I mean, they and they said, according to this this one guy, he was like, you know, it was even more clear the second time they did it than the first time. And, and the second time is when everyone really caught on. So like they they get it they know what happened to they, they know what happened to Bernie, and they yeah. see it happening to Trump and I think that, um you know I do a lot of people at that rally do believe that there was fraud in the election, uh they they're not they're not just saying that because the president tweeted it but they actually believe it and, and a lot of people you know saw it with their own eyes you know they saw the the states stopping uh, the count and then continuing in the middle of the night and all of a sudden the votes switched. So, yeah, like everyone there. And it was amazing, too, how uh, knowledgeable um, pretty much anyone you spoke to there was. You know, there wasn't like these 
the media would love for people to think that everyone's a conspiracy theorist, but you actually talk to them and you learn quite a lot because you're like, well, why do you think this fraud happened? And they break it down and they explain it. And like, they know a lot of facts about uh, the things that are being uncovered now by um, some of the lawyers, like the minion voting systems and stuff. But the, the average person at this rally is so uh, knowledgeable on, on like general politics and civics yeah. and, and the system. It's like, wow, this is, I'm learning more from, the average American right now than I would watching uh, Fox News or CNN. Yeah, you know what? I think that that because we need to actively seek out our information, we need to actively go out of our way to seek out the truth. I believe that helps. That 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 it's kind of um, it trains the brain to think critically because you're not just sitting there like liberal like uh, the leftists are and they're just sitting in front of a TV and CNN is just telling them what to think, what to believe and what is their reality versus conservatives, republicans, independents that need to go online, actively seek out specific articles or seek out specific influencers and l- teach themselves and they start to figure out, okay, well, why is this like this and that like that? And they put two and two together, and they learn. You you develop the ability of critical thinking, which is which is a very important. Uh, I guess it shouldn't even be a skill. It should just be something everybody has. But I guess yeah. people are so brainwashed by information being spoon fed to them. They just believe well, it all. It's amazing. It's like nobody questions anything anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. that's what CNN said. That's what MSNBC said. It's the truth. And so we'll question it. Yep. Like, for example, I don't know how much you want to get into the voting fraud stuff, but like one example is, is just how every major media company quotes that same headline from uh, CIDC or some or, or somewhere. I forget which one it was organization, the government that like was like, this is the this is the most uh, foolproof election we've ever had. Oh, yeah, like, I just week. read that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking. And, and they cite that and they send that as a link like oh see there's no there's no fraud and i'm like okay but like by what metric are they are they measuring that fraud like what's what's what data are they using to come to that conclusion was it only one fraudulent vote exactly. was it only see votes? you're critically thinking right now that's that's it, the thing yeah i know but it's such a basic question it's yeah. such an elementary question and like it, it just amazes me that when it comes from big name brand mainstream media companies people just don't question it because they assume that like there's the journalists are doing the work for them. Well, they're yeah. not. Journalists are not doing any any questioning or any work. It's so it is up to us. I think you're right. It is up to us, and we have to do that just to make like a basic point. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. And you know what? I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. I, I hate to say that we're smarter than them, but I mean, <laughs> just asking the questions. I think is is what really determines because the more questions you ask, the more you can actually get to the truth and the more you can catch up on the lies because if you can't answer the questions, I mean, we see it all the time with, with the whole, you know, virus situation that we're dealing with. They'll just throw all these numbers out there and not give any context to the numbers yeah. like, oh, we have the most cases ever. Well, why? Oh, because we just have the most infections like we because we, Trump did it bad. That's what they'll say. No, no, no. Why is there more cases? Oh, because we're testing more. How much more did we test than Italy? Why are we doing worse than Italy? Oh, because we tested 100 times more per capita than Italy. I don't know if those are the exact numbers. But, you know, they, yeah. you ask these questions, you find it. Oh, it's not so bad. We have a higher population. We did more testing. We have more asymptomatic cases. We have less people in the hospital. And you, and, but when the media lies they'll only give you certain tidbits of the information void of any type of context to make people warp their minds like here's one example uh scare people basically yeah. scare them 
Yeah, I was talking to one of my buddies, and he shared, because he's, he's a leftist, and he shared an article. Um, it was saying that the USPS whistleblower lied. It was like an article. USPS PS whistleblower says he lied when talking to federal agents. And I sent it and to him like, hey. It's uh, affidavit or something, right? Yeah, I'm, and I sent it to my buddy. I'm like, hey, you just shared an article that is a lie. The lie was a lie. Uh, they lied about him lying, and I then I showed him the full context. I showed him the audio of the federal prosecutor kind of intimidating him, making him feel scared to the point where he deleted the GoFundMe account. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, they manipulated the headlines, they manipulated you, and they just straight up lied, and you promoted the lie. But he would never have known that because the mainstream media will never give him the proper information to even know that. So yeah. It's like it's like hard to be like mad at him for for believing in a lie just because he you know he doesn't he doesn't do his research you know because he he's you know he trusts the media. Yeah, and well, that's the other thing too. It's like, well, where do you trust? Where do you get information you can trust? And another dirty trick the media does is is really um, position themselves as like, no, we're credible, we're reputable, we're the truth. If you look here, if you look there, like that's conspiracy theories. That's wrong. Like that's that's like what crazy people think. And then the average person is like, well, I don't want to be crazy. So yeah. I'll just, I'll just, and then narrows them into just listening to those one single sources. But yeah, I've had to go far and wide as far as sources on the deepest channels of the internet yeah. when it comes to looking at like voter fraud statistical analysis to just figure out to get a beat on like the probability that there was actual fraud. And I do all this work and I, I, I read all these articles and I read all these analysis from PhDs and whatnot. And then I look at what the media says and it's like they haven't even done their homework. It's just pure propaganda. Yeah, and then that's exactly what my friend said to me. He's like, damn, you're really in deep. I, all I said to him was, he said to me, you really think Trump won the election? And I said, not that I think Trump won the election. I do think we need to look into the voter fraud allegations. There's a lot of stuff coming out in multiple areas in all the key states. There's a lot of sketchy stuff going on, and we need to at least look into it, audit it, and do an investigation. This is an election we're talking about. There is voter fraud, and the margins of win for Biden are not too large in these states. We're looking about under 50,000 votes in each state when you compare that to 60 million people in some of these states voting. And yeah. that's what I said to him. And he's and then I and then he said to me, "Oh, you're really in deep with this." Like I, I, I trying to imply that like I'm in like the weeds in this conspiracy bubble. I'm like, "No, dude, it, it's like, can you not just see what, it, what's going on here? The, the media is completely lying. They first you tell us one day that it's going to take weeks to have the results. But as soon as their guy wins, it's over. It's over. Don't look back. It's over. Just give it up. Trump concede. Just just have Biden become president now. Have have Biden address the, the, the American people on COVID and let him distribute the vaccine. Like, literally, the next day. And then, then obviously, the next day, which, I mean, anybody should find suspicious. The day after they announce Biden wins. All of a sudden, there's a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's sick. yeah. All of a sudden, there's a vaccine, and if you notice too, the headlines were starting to trend towards like coronavirus being over. But um, once Trump didn't concede, now the coronavirus is back. Yep. And I saw somebody with a sign at the protest yesterday, and it said, "The media is the virus." And like at first, I thought it was kind of a cheesy thing, but it's it's true. Like they make yep. a really good point. Like this virus is only as deadly as the media makes it. Yeah. Realistically speaking, like. It's not. It's not worse than your regular flu. We have a vaccine now, but if 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 somehow Trump remains uh, in office, 
I, I promise you COVID won't go away for another year. Oh but, yeah. They're going to be milking it. <laughs> you know, and you know what? The way around will be done by uh March probably. Again, I honestly, I don't know how much more Americans can really take of these lockdowns at the end of the day. I mean, New York is trying to do a second round. California has not budged with their lockdowns. You know, I haven't been in the gym for six, for yeah, six months since I've been to the gym. How the hell yeah. am I supposed to remain healthy? I'm, I'm young. I'm 27 years old. I need to go to the gym. I can't go without the gym for six months. I can only run around the block in this smog for so long before I get, before I get lung cancer. Uh, it's yeah. it's so counterintuitive, you know. Then you got Cuomo. Well, yeah, it's like, at what point is is the solution going to kill more people than the problem? Oh, it, and the, look at yeah. the suicide rates that have absolutely skyrocketed during COVID. Mental illness has increased dramatically. Anxiety and depression across all people. Yeah, this isn't even a a political thing or or anything like that it's affected everybody and you have to look at suicide rates going um so high and like and and uh when the when the cbo um predicts that for every one percent unemployment fifty thousand people will die oh and my you think gosh ten percent unemployment that's half a million people that's already far beyond yep. what's died from covid like if we let that continue like that more people are going to die from the lockdowns than from the yep. actual virus. This is not going that doesn't even include the undiagnosed terminal illnesses that people are getting right now that they could have prevented if they got checked earlier but they're not going to the hospital and because they're in lockdown and they're too afraid and too scared sure. that number's going to be through the roof. That's what worries that's me. That's a good point. I didn't even thought of that, but that's the, yeah, that adds that adds to it. Yeah, my girlfriend, she had a ton of stomach issues and you know whatever, and she didn't want to go to the hospital because of COVID, and because also the hospitals were like, oh, we can't, you know, if you don't have COVID, we can't do this, we can't, you know, they lot even though they're they empty the hospitals, all these COVID protocols, they can't do certain things. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, luckily she's young, but if she was older, I'm like, you can be dying of cancer right now. And by the time you would have got your checkup, it, it, you, it could have been you could have been too far in. It could have been a disaster. Yeah. And, and we'll probably see an uptick in breast cancer diagnosis and all things like that, like as time goes on, because yeah. people are getting regular checkups and preventative care. Yeah, people are but skipping stage one because, and they're going right to stage two or three once they figure it out. Yeah, yeah and like at the at the end of the day, like you know, people die, people get sick, yeah. like that happens. Like. We want to control everything. It's just, it's just not possible to. We have to be realistic. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's all. Well, I think, I think like there's a very good reason why the media wants everyone pigeonholed in their homes, forced to wear masks, and, and basically scared. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's all. It seems like it's all political. Yep. All right. Th- thank, uh, James. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, for getting down there. Listen, if you want James, we can send you all over the world. To report, we'll give you the proper equipment, all funded by my Patreons. So if you want to do that, we can. Let's we can do it. Yeah, yeah, bro. We'll, we'll send you. Um, we'll send you to Africa. If what's you know, <laughs> we'll send you to live with the tribes out there for a few weeks if you're down. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, Africa is actually the safest from COVID right now. Oh if yeah, you know, no African countries have cases have large cases of COVID, and, and if you know why, why is that? It, it's because they all take hydroxychloroquine for malaria. Oh wow! Well, there you go. So I, I don't mind going to Africa. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably the safest country. You'll right probably now. you'll come back with a ton of other diseases. <laughs> At least you don't got COVID. <laughs> you have spots all over your face. Like what happened to you? <laughs> you got leprosy. 
<laughs> all right enough with my uh my bad jokes all right thank you for for joining um everybody watching please drop this video like subscribe turn the post notifications on send this video to your friends become a patreon right now to help send James all over the world. We can send him to every single rally. We can send him undercover. Uh, we can send him under the cover at the Antifa squads. And uh, we'll tip them off so this way he gets caught. And we can get some good footage of him getting his legs ripped apart. <laughs> hey, you know what? It sounds fun. I'll do it. it sounds fun. <laughs> I just get an arm mailed to me and it's your, your arm. <laughs> yeah, they like hold me for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys watching. Peace out.